The following opinions and ideas are that of the host and or contributors of the Eat This podcast and are for the purposes of general information and entertainment only and do not necessarily reflect the thoughts or ideas of the distributor. Oh, you're just a bit of a, you're a buzzkill, aren't you? I'm like, yep. okay, well, let's just keep that one going. So, <laughs> that was your nickname in high school, Leanne Buzzkill Phillipson. <laughs> I'm not sure if I ever heard that because I definitely wasn't killing the buzz oh, back then. But... I never said it to your face. I just spread it around the high school. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> Broadcasting to the world from inside her closet and high above the streets of Toronto, this is Eat This with Leanne. Here's your host, registered nutritionist, Leanne Philipson. Reading the label of any packaged food can look like it needs a chemistry degree. I'd hazard a guess if you do turn over the box or the crunchy plastic bag of whatever you're wanting to know a little bit more about and maybe put in your basket and you see something like sodium benzoate or carrageenan or even artificial flavor, natural flavor, tartrazine, a couple of numbers, you don't really know exactly what it means. And if you're not quite sure, are you actually putting it back on the shelf or does it go in your basket? Why isn't the whole label reading thing readable to anyone that's, you know, not got a chemistry degree to the layman and just not have those really long, unpronounceable words with a really short definition about what on earth is this that's in this? It's like a game of keep up with what's the latest terms to see if you can figure it out because quite often they're changing as people are becoming more aware of what they are. While leaving all packaged foods behind at the supermarket would probably be the best case scenario or ideal, it's hardly the norm with today's options, marketing, advertising, busy lifestyle, and you know, those packages, they just really come in handy a lot of the time. But how can you actually make the most informed choice and avoid the ingredients? that have the potential for things like allergic reactions, headaches, migraines, rashes, general meltdowns and hyperactivity, insomnia, gut issues like IBS, diarrhea, and pain in your belly, even things like high blood pressure, heart disease, and the worst of all, a long list of cancers that no one ever wants to hear come out of your doctor's mouth as a diagnosis. I'm talking about food additives, the colors, the preservatives, even some fats, and all those ingredients that are maybe like one molecule away from almost becoming pantyhose. Now, a quick story is that a friend used to say that about red Twizzlers, and I didn't even have to bring it up as the nutritionists. But, you know, after sailing, as, as we'd all be sitting around or they'd be sitting around having red Twizzlers, that conversation actually came up and not instigated by me. So how are you? <laughs> how are you supposed to know what on earth is the healthiest option to eat if you don't know what the word or the food is that that's on the label? Well, today on Eat This with Leanne, some of the worst ingredients that you want to avoid, in my opinion, and why. Okay, so wait a minute. Before we move on, 
explain the Red Twizzler pantyhose thing. You're saying what's in Red Twizzlers, if we changed one molecule, we could yep. create pantyhose. Is that what you mean? Pretty much. Oh, okay. All right. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Well, hmm, interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, and like I said, it wasn't me that said it. So there you go. Yeah. Well, the, there the, are other people out there that realize that all these things, all these ingredients are like, what is that? Petroleum something around yeah, the other or you, this or you, that? You probably led the conversation somehow in that direction. So you probably kind of herded the person's thoughts and then they sort of went, oh, you know what? So I bet you, you yeah. still had some fault in 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 this whole thing. I might have. But the only <laughs> thing would have been to say, no, thank you. It's true. Yeah. Okay. That was more. That was probably more what it was of like, here, let's have some red Twizzlers. I'm like, yeah, no, thanks. <laughs> Can't you just, you know, from time to time go, that that's lovely. Uh, uh, th- thank you very much. Take the Twizzler and just shut up. Can you not do that from time what, to time? Ch- ch- chuck it over into uh, and then feed the ducks with it or <laughs> yeah. something. Yeah, feed the dog under the like... table, something like yeah, that. Yeah. Great. Yeah. No. No, not even doing that. Just leave it in the package for someone else to come along and, you know, make pantyhose if they have the right extra molecule in their belly or something like that and see how it comes out the other end. Yeah. Awesome. That's why that's why you're you. That's That's why I'm me. Exactly. Now, I'm not sure if you know this, but I'm a regular on a bunch of local radio stations in Ontario, the province where I live, called MyFM. And I speak with the host, Jamie, every single Wednesday. I put out a blog post and all the clips and the SoundCloud stuff all all over on SproutWrite.com if you want to ever have a listen. But the reason why I bring this up is because this week, Jamie asked me about that damn candy corn. It is October and Halloween's coming up whenever you happen to be listening to this. And no, I'm not getting into Halloween. I'm sick of talking about it. But that striped yellow, orange and white represents apparently the color of the fall harvest or the corn on the cob with the with the wide yellow end resembling a kernel of corn. Apparently, Jamie's wife absolutely loves them. And he was asking all his guests that day if they're into eating it or not. Surprise, surprise, a bit of a no brainer for me. I said, yeah, no. But what came of the conversation and that I said off the top that my friend always says about the red Twizzlers, the one molecule away from pantyhose. I'm kind of thinking that the the candy corn is really in that same realm because what on earth, you know, talking about what on earth is in a food, if you can call it that like candy corn, I don't actually think it's really real anything. This one in particular, when I started looking it up, I didn't realize this is such a controversial topic. What is going on with candy corn? I don't know in particular, but it's actually made up of a dozen ingredients for this really small, stripy candy. Four different types of sweeteners, including sugar, corn syrup, dextrose and honey. Wow, that that what I didn't expect to be in there. Then there's also the food dyes, yellow six, yellow five, and red three, those lab-made ingredients that are often vilified for questionable side effects that we'll get into oh. <laughs> during the rest of the episode. Oh, the, the stories I could tell you about eating red three, man. Oh, just it's it's become such a staple in my diet. <laughs> <laughs> And what leads you to bounce off the walls, do handstands or like what? You you don't think this energy level comes naturally, do you? Absolutely not. Oh, is that what you do? It's like, oh, yeah, better take my uh, my My red red tree tree. this morning like a supplement. (laughs) 
<laughs> just so I can get through the day and talk to everyone on the, you know, do your voiceovers and all that radio stuff. Uh, sure, everyone else out there is going for caffeine and sugar. I go for the red three, first thing. Awesome. Brilliant. Okay. Well, if that's not bad enough, this can, this particular candy, the hard outer coating, well, all of that stuff comes from, it's called confectioner's glaze and it, and it comes from some nice bugs. Oh. Well, these Asian bright red insects, that's really where it comes from. Like it, we get stuff from bugs. That's fine. Like we've got honey that comes from bumblebees and all of that kind of stuff. But you know, there's this edge to this stuff that's known as lac resin um, and this coating that comes straight from these lac bugs and the colors of course of the red and the yellow and the, and those kind of things well they've all been associated with highs hyper hyperactivity and yes cancer plus there's really just nothing good in it there's no nutritional value so it's not really something that i would ever call a real food so is it any good yeah no I actually just heard that the UK banned a bakery from using sprinkles that contain red dye three from its shelves. Now, it's a color that's already been banned across Europe, but it's legal for whatever reason in the US. The dye had to go and was totally taken out of all cosmetics in 1990 because I guess you didn't want a red face anymore. No, actually, it can penetrate into the skin and it's not good. But it's actually still found in chewing gum, popsicles, ice cream, packaged fruit, candy, Kellogg's products to call out a particular brand and I believe it's in their unicorn waffles. So yes, this one is definitely something to watch out for. Now I made a short list of about five and <laughs> knowing uh, knowing me as I go, as I head into doing each episode, it ends up being a lot longer every single time than we ever really want it to be or just, you know, I could shorten it up a little bit, but there's always a, so much fascinating information to pass on to you. So let's go through a few of the key ingredients and their names so that you can start making some informed choices the next time you hit the supermarket. Five. 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 So let's start off with a, Pretty big one, which most people are going to know about. We'll start off easy. MSG or monosodium glutamate. It's a flavor enhancer that's been infused from in just about everything from broths to canned soups, frozen pizzas, flavored potato chips, salad dressings, deli meats, frozen dinners, fast food, restaurant foods and hot dogs. Oh, for more than a century, that's been in our food, laced in our foods just to kind of make them addictively delicious. And MSG is like that savory, meaty, salty taste that you get after taking a bite of like, say, Chinese beef and broccoli, that dish, or after a crunch into your Doritos nacho cheese. That's It's quite unmistakable and leaves you wanting more. Now, other names for MSG, because this gets to be a pretty tricky one when you're just trying to find MSG. There's hydrolyzed protein, autolyzed yeast extract or hydrolyzed yeast extract glutamic acid, monosodium salt, monohydrate, monosodium L-glutamate, monohydrate, sodium glutamate monohydrate, just L-glutamic acid, monosodium salt, and sodium caseinate or calcium caseinate. Now, those are like the really long mumbo jumbo words where you just think, okay, this is where I need my chemistry degree to understand what on earth this is. But then there's also more natural sounding names like bouillon, broth stock, or even malt extract. 
Now, the adverse reactions from MSG, a lot of people have probably maybe figured out whether it is some kind of headache or migraine where you just don't feel great. I think if I have MSG, it would probably be from like a bag of chips because that's probably more my go-to than something sweet. I love the savory. But what I think I notice the most is that it takes the roof off of my mouth. Like all the skin kind of comes off and it just, my my tongue feels (laughs) awful for about two or three days after. And I'm talking about like, you know, your standard chips like Lay's or just those normal ones, not necessarily the you know, the kind of kettle chips or the, or the other ones, but they still can have a lot of really weird ingredients going on in them. Your typical adverse reactions, sometimes for some people can be chest pain. It can be flushing. It can be sweating. And also some people report like numbness or burning near the mouth. Maybe that's my thing or facial pressure or even swelling, but headaches are probably one of the most common thing as are hives. So it's not a great one to have on a list, even though it tastes pretty good. I'm going to hazard a guess that like Marmite is pretty much the ultimate MSG, but I'm not even sure because I haven't read the read the label. But having lived in England for long enough, Marmite going into a whole bunch of stuff. Yeah, it has that like, you know what I mean, Chris? It's like sort of like that beefy flavor to it that doesn't really smack you between the eyes, depending on how much is going on. But it just it makes you want more without a doubt. I don't know what it is about that. I think if you're aware of it, that see, you're very much aware of it. You're very much in that uh, mindset. So when you eat something with MSG, there a red flag goes up. Yeah, I don't. Right. I'm the guy who eats it because I love the taste of the nacho cheese. I enjoy the taste of the soup or the beef and broccoli because to me, it tastes like beef and broccoli. I can't differentiate the two. Over the last decade, though, it's become a very much a a buzzword for companies to say with big labels that say no MSG. If all of the you listed off such a large list of other names for MSG, when they say no MSG, are they including all of those things underneath that umbrella, meaning that those chips or that packaged food has none of of what was on that list. Not necessarily. Not necessarily. See, that's the interesting part. They can say Mm -hmm. no MSG on a package. Yep. And maybe they're including five or six certain ingredients. Yeah, we don't have any of these MSGs. Now, we've got a few of these ones over here, but not these. So we can put no MSG. Well, that's where people's heads spin yeah. and you think, I don't even know what to do anymore. And then you turn the label over because you think, I think I'm going to try and you know, I've listened to Leanne, I've listened to Chris, let's try and see what we can find. And just so you know, all these names are over on leannephillipson.com. So don't Good. try and, you know, you can rewind and make some notes, but it's all, it's all there. The whole list of everything I'm talking about today and talk about every single episode, actually. So when you turn it over and you see like hydrolyzed yeast extract, well, that doesn't sound like MSG or glutamic acid, which is actually what MSG breaks down to. You know, all of these different names and, you know, we've also got, we could go into high fructose corn syrup. That would be an episode all unto itself and all the different names for sugar and and the more processed versions. And it just really makes life more difficult. But when you actually realize that, let's say, if it is the bag of chips that you go for, more like me, And then you take that out and you say, no, I'm not going to buy that one anymore. I'm actually going to go to the healthy food section and buy something that has less ingredients in it, most of which you can pronounce um, and nothing else that I talk about in this episode because there's a few more things to come. Then 
maybe just see if it eases your headaches. You don't know if that's what you're dealing with. Numero cuatro. Oh, four. Okay, let's move on to carrageenan. Now, this stuff had me hoodwinked for a while because it actually comes from red seaweed. And I thought, oh, well, what's up with this one? I like seaweed and seaweed is a really super nutritious food to have. So what is the problem? Now, carrageenan, it acts as a thickener, an emulsifier and a preservative. And you'll likely find it in things like almond milk. That's definitely where I where I came across it. Cottage cheese, ice cream, coffee creamers and quite a few dairy free products like vegan cheese. Now, I stopped buying a popular brand of almond milk called Almond Breeze because it had this carrageenan on the label. And I didn't realize for a while that it just wasn't so great. And I've been buying this and feeding it to my girls for years. And that's always when I kind of like hit myself in the head going, oh, damn, in those formative years, trying to keep this stuff out of their diets as much as possible <laughs> is our best case scenario, oh, come but, on. Not, but not always, not always possible. Think about yeah. it. Our generation could go back and probably sue our parents for the damage. Quite. I mean, think of, I mean my, my mom's idea, and she's a, I love her to death, but her idea of dinner on a, on a Tuesday night, if she was working, was a Swanson yeah. TV dinner. Right. Right. Yeah. The, the, everyone's seen them in the boxes in the in the freezer yeah. section of the department store. Right. And that became yeah. a mainstay in my diet. So, yeah. I mean, it, it, you 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 shouldn't beat yourself up over no. some red seaweed that happened to be in the almond milk that you were feeding your girls. Yeah. <laughs> but having said that. Then you look at all the things and, you know, a few of them that I'm talking about today and how they all can add to the same situation, the mm. same health health concerns. So while I'm not just going to sit here and blame that I gave, you know, my kids as almond milk for as they were as they were growing up, then it just kind of adds to the pile. If, you know, taking one thing out is not going to cure everything, but it just anyway. Yeah, it just adds to the pile. Some studies have shown that the carrageenan can increase inflammation. Well, we know that inflammation not only hurts your makes your knees hurt, but also can contribute to heart disease. It also increases the levels of fasting uh, blood sugar and glucose intolerance, which means that your body's not doing great when you're taking in sugar, especially when it is combined with a high fat diet. And it's believed to also impact your digestive health negatively and may be associated with the formation of intestinal ulcers, growths, and that can be really worrisome um, for everybody. But then there's also the class of people who've got ulcerative colitis. Carrageenan is definitely one to read and put back on the shelf. Now, it's not necessarily something that, you know, you'd ingest and necessarily immediately feel worse for, but as innocent as it sounds, and, you know, like I said, I was hoodwinked with it too. It's definitely one that I avoid now for sure. Three. Three. Next up, sodium benzoate. This is a fun one to research, and it's a preservative that's often added to carbonated drinks and acidic foods like salad dressings, pickles, fruit juices, and some condiments. Now, when I looked this one up, then I started to check my fridge and found it in my hurricane sriracha sauce, which mm -hmm. I'm not even sure how oh, it got in there. Right. All right. <laughs> I know exactly how it got in there. Leanne had a little too much wine on a Friday and went, you know what this needs? This needs something with a little spice. And she ran out to the grocery store <laughs> and she grabbed herself and some sriracha. 
yes. Yes, but not just any old sriracha, hurricane sriracha. <laughs> and then and then I think I might have just put like, you know, a, a pinhead's worth on it because I'm not that great with super hot. But sriracha is quite nice, right? Like it's not a Tabasco. It doesn't completely blow your head off. It's not like a cayenne or a ghost pepper right. or anything like that. But but there it was when I looked at this sriracha sauce, the sodium benzoate, there it was right at the end of the ingredient list, which is typically where you see it. And if you've listened to any of the other episodes that I talk about in terms of food labels, then being at the end of the list means that there's a least amount in there. So it's not like I'm sitting there chugging my sriracha sauce and getting a whole ton of the sodium benzoate. However, it's one that's in a lot of different foods. When it's combined with an artificial food or coloring, and yes, in my hurricane sriracha sauce, of course, there's a color in there because it's not just white or nothing. It's like a pinky kind of ketchup, like ketchupy type of thing. That situation when you've got the two things together can definitely lead to hyperactivity in kids. And I'd hazard a guess in adults too. Now, if you're a pop drinker, now, this is really where it comes in into its own. You've got to look out for the ADHD because there's a huge tie there as well. When sodium benzoate is combined with vitamin C and you think, well, hang on a minute, why is there going to be vitamin C and sodium benzoate in the same thing? But it's combined with a citric acid or an ascorbic acid, which is another preservatives and very common to see on a label. So you've got sodium benzoate, citric acid, in that, you know, those last few words, then it's just that's the situation where we get into even more trouble because it can be converted into a benzene, which is a compound that can be associated with cancer development. Yes, your pop or carbonated beverages that have the highest concentration of benzene and diet or sugar-free beverages, they're so much more prone to this benzene formation. And it's just not the, not the pop. The more you dig down on this and do a deep dive, oh my gosh, it just really starts to blow your brain. So I just went so far with this. So I came across a study that analyzing the concentration of benzene in a variety of foods from cola to coleslaw samples. And it had over like a hundred parts per billion of benzene, which is over 20 times the maximum contaminant level set by the EPA for drinking water. So look out for this benzoic acid, benzene, benzoate, especially if it's combined with citric acid or ascorbic acid. And definitely, please leave it behind. If you really need like a tonic, let's say with your gin or some sort of mixer with the drink that you're having, then just read the labels because there are so many more fizzy products out there that just have like sugar, no high fructose corn syrup and water and, and you know, and all of those kind of things. So it is possible to not completely ruin your Friday night as Chris said, with like <laughs> not having a nice drink when you want to sit down and think, oh, I just made it through another week. Thank goodness. Yeah, I'm really not trying to be a total buzzkill here. <laughs> <laughs> Although, yes, I'm known for that. Sorry, peeps. It's always the well-educated ones, isn't it? I know. <laughs> the I more, know. The more you know. You know, I, I, you know I, sometimes I wonder if that's what your migraines are from. It's not from the MSG. It has something to do with yes. all the information floating around in that brain of yours. And it's just just begging to get out. So to release the pressure, you have to, you know, talk to people. You have to educate folks. You have to give them a little yeah. of that just to relieve the pressure in your own head. 
in my own brain. Yeah, it's very possible. It's very possible. It's always the smart ones. Dang it. (laughs) (laughs) Two doys. All right, let's move on to aspartame and artificial Ah, sweeteners. Yes, aspartame. That's been around for a while. Yeah, because, you know, we're just talking about your favorite soda pop so mm-hmm. we might as well go there and you know this could absolutely be its own episode can you believe that this stuff is 200 times sweeter than regular sugar ah! recently a friend well she reached out and she said my husband he just drinks umpteen cans of this stuff can you just tell me what i can tell him to make him stop well, I found that a rather an overwhelming question because there is so much information. So I'm definitely going to pass on this episode so that she can do a bit of a deeper dive on this. But let's break down what could be its own episode into some just some Coles notes. Now, this interestingly was invented as something to help ulcers and apparently was just found to be incredibly sweet. So ooh, popped in, you know, into somebody's mind of let's see if we can get this approved as an artificial sweetener. And that apparently after they uh, after the whole ulcer thing was uh, was nixed and was like, yeah, no, we're not doing that. So they went down the sweetener route. Sadly, the association with serious health problems like cancer, cardiovascular disease, Alzheimer's, seizures, stroke and dementia, as well as negative negative effects like it has terrible effects on your gut bugs. You know, I'm always talking about gut health and probiotics and good bugs. And really how to help the intestinal dysbiosis, this unbalance of good good to bad. So, yes, it can affect that as well. Mood disorders, headaches, migraines. And really, it's just one to look out for on any ingredient list. Interestingly, it can alter the antioxidant versus oxidant balance in your body and induce oxidative stress, which also happens when you exercise. So it's something that our body does naturally. But then your body has to deal with it as well. And really what happens is the cell membrane, the integrity gets damaged and it can potentially affect a variety of cells and tissue that cause dysregulation to all of your cell function, ultimately leading to a whole whack of inflammation all throughout your body. According to a study of almost 1,500 participants, about half men, half women, uh, about over 10 years, they used a low-calorie sweetener, which was associated with a higher relative weight gain, a larger waistline, and a higher prevalence of abdominal obesity. Like, what? That's backwards, because typically you pick up these diet drinks so that you're not putting on extra weight. But there are so many studies out there and so much research and articles that say that when you have this artificial sweetener, your need for sweet and your hunger actually never gets switched off. There's a hormonal cascade that happens between your stomach talking to your brain saying, hey, you're satiated, you're sated, whatever word you like to use, and And you're good. You've had enough. But that does not happen with an artificial sweetener. And really, if you think about it, if we take the diet drinks, they're basically a mixture of bubbly water, natural, maybe, but I'm going to come on to that in a second, artificial sweeteners, colorings, flavorings, and other food additives. Just like that candy corn, there's nothing real in it other than the actual water. And it provides absolutely no nutritional value. 
So diet soda or anything that's labeled sugar-free, like your yogurt, your cookies, or even like the diabetic-friendly options, they're associated with metabolic syndrome, which is a really tricky situation where your metabolism and your sugar use and your pancreas, just all of these things are just one big syndrome that's so difficult to deal with and higher risks of stroke and dementia versus those who drink regular carbonated soft drinks with unfortunate high fructose corn syrup, or maybe even if you can find one that has sugar, then there's a huge association with that artificialness. One artificial flavoring as well as the sweetener once again well that could be its own episode and while you might think that your strawberry yogurt containing those strawberry bits is as good as plain and adding your own strawberries that strawberry flavor is what's giving the flavor of it and kind of doesn't actually taste like a real strawberry and every time strawberries come out and end in season and i eat one i just think that it just tastes like sunshine it does not come across at all in any kind of artificial flavoring. Now, one study found that the red blood cell production in rats was significantly reduced after there were fed artificial flavorings for seven days. I know we're not, we're not rats, but this is where a lot of the research starts from. And if you're like, oh, yeah, I'm going to buy a whole thing of strawberry or I don't know, any other kind of uh, peach or blueberry uh, yogurt. And then that's your breakfast for the next seven days. Hmm, I wonder what's happening at that point. So what would be a so better not- choice instead of eating that particular <laughs> you know, artificially sweetened yogurt? What's the better way to go then? Yeah. So we've got the artificial sweetener. Because as soon as you've got a low-fat product, then they're going to make it sweet because otherwise it tastes disgusting. And then you've got the flavoring on top of it. So it's a bit of a double whammy, a lot of those products. So you just go buy plain. You can get Greek. You can have fat in it because it's really the fat that tastes so good. And then go and add your own. So whether it's defrosting some frozen blueberries and throwing it in, you could add in some maple syrup. You could add in honey if you like that extra sweetener. But really, just stick to the real stuff because that's... There's no artificial or no made up anything in there at all. So not only are we talking about, you know, the situation when that happened with these rats, but certain flavors like chocolate, biscuits and strawberries were also found to have a toxic effect on bone marrow again in the rats, but still right. Like these are the kind of things that raise a red flag and keep you keep you thinking. Now, keep in mind that artificial flavorings are commonly added to low quality, highly processed foods, which just contain other additives, sugars, inflammatory fats, so that they all just affect your gut, your liver, your hormones, your immune system, and so much more. So another situation is if you think about that, probably the ultimate is the Coca-Cola versus Pepsi right? They taste different. And some people know that, or the same thing, I guess, with Sprite and 7-Up, or there's just these flavor profiles that happen between different products. So these flavors are proprietary. So the company is not required to list the various chemicals that went into creating that actual flavor, which is completely artificial. So they just have to write artificial flavor on it. You have no idea what's going into it, what numbers, what flavor that was either made in a lab or comes from some other bug or something like that. Now, when our taste receptors get activated through artificial food flavorings, the reward center of our brain is activated and our hormones, that feel-good hormone like dopamine, well, that gets released. 
Now, when that happens, our own physiology gets really actually quite confused and we start craving those same foods over and over and over again. Just like when you think, oh, I'm just going to have one of those Halloween candies, one of those little chocolates. (laughs) As soon as it hits those taste buds, right? It's just like and hits your brain and you just think, oh, that was actually really good. And in your mouth, your mouth and your brain just want so much more. Yeah. Now. The confusion comes, right? Not only with the brain, but then you think, you know, this is a bit of a stretch, but you look with peaches, let's say, versus like a a, a bag of those peach ring candy things of which there's actually no peach or no actually real thing in in there. I know, right? I know. blown. What? And yet you're likely to eat the the whole damn bag of candies, but not like the whole bowl of beautiful peaches. So like, what's up with that? Do you end up with a complete craving for a peach? Like in a way, because it just tastes good and it has a good mouthfeel, but there's a sweetness and just flavor that's not the same as just mindfully eating more of those candies, more of those candies, more of those candies. You know, the sugar, it's more-ish. But it really, really comes down to all this stuff that happens in your brain. Now, there are also allergenic or allergic reactions, food hypersensitivity that comes with artificial flavorings, as well as worsening of asthmatic symptoms, abdominal pain, diarrhea, vomiting. There's also an artificial flavor called diacetyl, which is used in flavoring microwave popcorn that I really lovingly call chemical corn. And I'm very well known for being a killjoy on that front. <laughs> you do have Sorry? a you do have a great recipe, though, for uh, an alternative to the chemical corn, right? You have the coconut oil in yep. the pan, right? Yeah. Where you add the kernels and then you season the kernels with, is it a sriracha salt or? Oh, Yeah. Loves my sriracha salt, which is basically salt with a whole bunch of, you know, the sriracha, uh, like the red, red Mm, pepper flakes and all those kind of things. Um, And another favorite is sprinkling it with truffle salt, which just takes popcorn to a whole other level. (laughs) And you can either put the butter on because butter's good or just a little bit more of the coconut oil. And it is you can't even compare it to the chemical corn. You just can't. And also this diacetyl that they also add in potato and corn chips and even a whole bunch of crackers. Well, that's been linked to Alzheimer's, nausea, dizziness, headaches, fatigue, and seizures. So yeah, it's nice to go to the movies or just pop that stuff in the microwave at home while watching a movie or something else. But again, it's just, it's not real and it's just messing up pretty much everything that's going on in your body. Now, a quick mention, even though I've just kind of gone through the top five, is food coloring. So I just thought that they needed a bit of a mention. So I've got like a 5.5 here. (laughs) Those dyes, well, they make food look appealing, don't they? It's so much fun looking at, I don't know, like a blue cupcake, maybe. Kids go, oh, that looks great. Or some sort of like unicorn type thing. Oh my gosh, I can remember when my daughter... Um, brought home some unicorn Starbucks something that had all the stripes down the side of it. And Mm -hmm. I said, what is that? (laughs) Just about cried, but tried to keep it together so I didn't make her feel hugely guilty. 
But like, seriously, your daughter was in the middle of a bender. <laughs> oh, my God. It's like needed. it's so worrying. <laughs> Uh, well, you try. I mean, I get it. I mean, where your brain is at, I'm sure that is just that's awful for you to see. It, but for that moment that she ordered it, she received it from the the barista. Yeah. She took that first sip. That was absolute, you know, heaven. 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 It was. So maybe, and so much fun. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Because. And that's what happens with these colors. These food dies because it looks like fun, right? Like you separate out all the M&Ms or the Smarties or whatever. (laughs) And it's like, you know, it's fun. Oh, no, I don't like those colors, but I like those colors, you know, or what was it that was shoved in my mouth last weekend? Some kind of um, instantly sour something where, you know, you put it in your mouth and I can't remember the name of it, but you just the pucker up. Um, intensity <laughs> of this particular candy that you know was happening all around the table. It was for my uh, for my daughter's a, a late celebration for her birthday. So I kind of you know every all the normal stuff just goes completely out the window. But she knew because she said, "Just close your eyes, mom, and I'm going to put it in your mouth." And I said, "Why?" And she said, "Because you don't want to see the color." <laughs> <laughs> so then she stuck it in my mouth, and then I think it might have been green. Um, and then you know another minute later 30 seconds to a minute later than this sour stuff which of course is completely artificial i was like oh oh, oh, we'll oh you know like someone someone fanned my mouth because this is so intense my friend another mom at the table yeah. she put it in her mouth and then she spat it out to forget it her son was like give me more water give me more water give me more water so he didn't actually spit it out he just tried to dilute it so it was just hilarious to observe what everybody was doing around the table well, take a little solace in the fact that it was green everything that's green in my fridge is usually good for me. So, I mean, that okay. it, it takes some solace in the fact that it was green and not unicorn color. <laughs> yeah. Well, it didn't have the dye, the uh, the yellow, the tartrazine or whatever in it. So yeah. I'm sure I'm sure it was. But oh, my gosh, just looking at the lists of these things, because, of course, they're particularly attractive to kids and often big kids, too. So there's like a blue number one, which is called brilliant blue. Well, that's completely banned in France and Finland. Blue number two didn't even know there was one, is banned in Norway. Red 40 is the most widely used color and linked to things like chromosomal damage, tumors, hyperactivity, and lymphomas. Now, that's definitely one that is tricky to get rid of out of anything that has any color in it or anything that's packaged. These have all been linked with hyperactivity, including ADHD, behavioral changes, irritability, depression, hives, asthma, tumor growth. Ugh, three of the primary food dyes, they all contain that benzene that I talked about before, which are also known as cancer causing. Yes, I'm a killjoy. I could go on, but let's just kind of wrap up this episode here because otherwise you're just going to want to hide under the duvet and think, I can't deal with this. Wait, this wait, is just too much. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You're not going to talk about my favorite? I thought for sure fructose was going to be on this list. The high fructose corn syrup? Yeah. I mean, you yep. you you give me those eyes, those dagger eyes. Anytime I bring up <laughs> uh, my corn syrup fetish, right, where I throw it on my ice cream, I throw it on my 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 uh, uh, my my waffles, I throw it on. That every- was it. It was on your waffles yeah, in, the, in the in the breakfast. 
breakfast episode, a friend of mine this week said, oh, I'm just listening to your breakfast episode. And I just about peed my pants listening to Chris with his <laughs> corn syrup on top of his waffle. <laughs> oh, but it is so good. And I know it's so bad for me and I don't really care. And there's no, that might be the last thing. See, I, I hate you. There are moments in my life that I hate you. I absolutely <laughs> hate you because now I am suddenly that guy will who will turn over the package in the supermarket from time to time and read what's on the list. I never did that prior to this relationship ever. And now no. I do. And no. I hate myself for it and I hate you for it, but I know it's better for me. Yeah. And <laughs> good. But the last thing with my dying breath, you'll be pulling the 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 high fructose corn syrup from my dying fingers. That'll be the yes. last thing that I give up. Yeah. And truthfully, that is like a whole other episode and I'm working on getting someone <laughs> someone back on to talk about the sugars oh. and all of those kind of things. So I thought, I'll just leave that one for today. So Yeah, we don't want to leave you know. Chris crying in the fetal position. It's <laughs> Yeah. So I've given you some other things to look out for okay. today rather than, you know, just everything that's on the damn list because I just suddenly thought, oh my gosh, if someone has has just ordered a birthday cake or something like that for someone, <laughs> you know, where they're like, oh yeah, look at those blue flowers on the cake <laughs> or whatever there then you know again the whole killjoy thing just completely you know it just completely happens and don't also don't think that the vanilla version doesn't have like the yellow in it and i mean we're just screwed no matter which way you go you're gonna do it if i could show you the cupcake ice cream cake that that my sister ordered for for my daughter for her birthday. Mm. Oh, I picked that thing up and I just wanted to give it straight back again, but went, mm, nope. Even the sprinkles on the top that the UK have, you know, now banned off of the top of cookies. <laughs> then I just brought it home. Yeah. And I stuck the candles in it. And I knew it was all yeah. in the line of fun. And what did she do? But completely shove her face in the top of it. Yes. Yes. And Loved it yes. and loved it, loved it, loved it. And then all the <laughs> blue bottom of it, of <laughs> that they did. This thing was ginormous. Yeah. So please listeners know that while I'm talking about these things, I also know that, you know, there's life to be had. And in the best case scenario, then most of these, most of the times we're not having these kind of things, but then I go and pick up this insanely massive, full of artificial everything ice cream cupcake cake thing that mm -hmm. she got so much joy out of that it was worth it yeah absolutely yeah and, and maybe right? we should maybe we should change the disclaimer on the show to include if you're currently standing in a line at a supermarket buying a yes. cake with blue flowers <laughs> warning <laughs> yeah warning don't listen to this at the same time maybe listen after and then we'll talk about some detoxing or something right, like after that after the party so. wait till after the party <laughs> Yeah. And definitely don't bring it up as somebody's just got it on their fork, putting it in their mouth, going, I just listened to a podcast about those blue color flowers that are that you're just shoving in your mouth. Yeah, no, no, not the right time or the right place to be talking about this. We don't consume this hopefully every single day, but even ditching anything from your shopping cart, it can just help your overall health. If you haven't noticed by now, I'm not talking about doing like a hard right on everything and just ditching it all out of your pantry. But if you see something rather than thinking, oh, I'll just finish it off, well, maybe just ditch it. And you know that you can always do better. And it's just always one step at a time. 
Now, I don't expect you to remember all those names, so do check out my list on the show notes that I always have on leannephillipson.com, and you'll find a list of all of these so that you can start looking at them. And I do just suggest choose like one and try out the sodium benzoate, let's say, and just start to look at everything that's in your cupboard or your drinks or whatever it is, and just hone in on those and figure out what it is that you can maybe either get rid of, make sure that you don't replace, or just trying something a little bit new. subscribed to eat this with leanne have you rated it with five stars or sent me some sort of topic that you want me to do a deep dive into if not please reach out on social media on leanne phillipson and sprout right handles through my website leannephillipson.com or through sproutright.com if you need some alternatives to some really you know family friendly foods why don't you try out my book sprout right family food And just to wrap it all up, as I always do, please remember to eat this one mouthful at a time. 